You're listening to the Emerald Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Justin Wise, Senior Sports Editor at the Emerald Media Group, and you are listening to Overtime, the first installment of the Emerald Sports Podcast for this brand new school year that just got underway Monday. Today, I'm joined by Associate Sports Editor Kenny Jacoby and staff writer Will Denner. How are you guys doing? Doing great. It's great to be back in school. Beautiful sunny day in Eugene today. All right. Agreed and there. now we're, we're trying out the new studio. It's good to be here. Yeah, exactly. As Will mentioned, we have a brand new studio in Allen Hall, the journalism school, and this is actually pretty pretty sick, wouldn't you guys say? Oh, yeah, totally. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Now, all right, so this is a sports podcast, and now I, th- I figured the thing to kick things off was – probably with the most pressing issue involving Oregon athletics, and that is what the heck happened on Saturday. Oregon's football team suffered one of the worst losses in Autzen Stadium history, and Kenny and Will, you guys had the privilege of watching that from the <laughs> press box to watch this implosion that ended 62-20 to 20 in favor of Utah. Um, I know it's one of the worst losses in Autzen Stadium history, and just I, I wanted to get, I mean, this may even sound like a dumb question, what happened? <laughs> I think people are still wondering that, too. Um, I think it, you have to start on the defensive side of the ball. Um, the The game story I wrote was was kind of more singling out the defense, and while the offense did have their problems as well, um, the implosion, I think, the biggest implosion happened on the defense, starting once again with the secondary. Um, blown coverages everywhere. They, uh, the Ducks tried to mix it up, putting um, – Juwan Williams in place of Reggie Daniels to start, as well as uh, Glenn Hinacho starting for Arion Springs. And mm-hmm. it didn't do a whole lot. Um, I think a lot of people expected the the Utes to gash the Ducks on the ground more with Devontae Booker, and they still did, but the passing game was, was humming just as good. Well, the Utes did to Oregon exactly what Oregon spent the last five years doing to pretty much everyone else. Um, so it's only kind of fair that now the Ducks get to experience this feeling and, <laughs> and now they'll get to play behind <laughs> here. So um, the Ducks have always liked to say that nobody's replaceable. Um, but when you look at the guys who left last year, um, that statement is not so obvious. Uh, Marcus Mariota, Chip Kelly, Nick Aliotti. Uh, Hronis Grasu, Ifo Ekpeolamu, Jake Fisher. Those guys are not guys that you can just replace just with anyone. And when Oregon comes in and starts all these young guys, these guys who are new to our system, uh, it just completely fell apart for them. Yeah, now um, you guys were mentioning a couple of things as far as they, getting them, them, the defense getting torched. Now Travis Wilson had 227 yards passing. And, and as far as the rushing attack, the rushing attack had 273 yards for Utah. So... Okay, so they obviously just killed they, they killed Oregon. It's it's a fair assessment of this game when you go into things. I mean, talking to these players um, at practice this week, Matt Haggerty, center, just said anything that could have gone wrong did and anything that could have gone right for them went right for them. What was the moment where you were like, okay, this is going to get bad? <laughs> um, you know, I, I would have to go back to uh, Utah scoring right before halftime. Um Jeff Lockie coming in for that first drive and just marching down. I thought the storyline of the game was going to be a quarterback controversy and Jeff Lockie leading him back to a win. You, you know, you had the, the all the fans chanting Lockie and 
the way the way the offense was optimistic there the (laughs) the way the offense was going there i mean it it looked like they were going to turn it around in a hurry but then utah marches right back down the field and travis wilson hits i believe that was britain covey's first touchdown of the game right before half and with utah getting the ball in the first or uh in the second half things just just spiraled out of control from there so you were thinking that right after this first half you were thinking that there's there's some potential for this to get out of hand. Like Oregon can't move the ball. Was that what you were thinking at half? Was that was that the consensus just in the press box in general? Like I think it was. Uh, I I mean I can't imagine anybody predicted what what was going to happen. Obviously, right. but uh, yeah, I mean you know you you see sometimes you see a drive like that can all of a sudden solve issues on the other side of the ball just just in terms of momentum swing. There's not really a a good explanation for it always, but sometimes it just happens, and and the Ducks' defense did not respond to the offense's drive there, and from there on out, I it just didn't it just didn't look like they were they were coming back. For me, it was um, I had a little more hope than that, but it was <laughs> Utah's first fake punt um, right after right after the ball hit the sky cam, they get to redo it, and then they run a fake punt for 33 right. yards. I remember hearing and that. And that was yeah. just a killer to me. Um, they finally got a stop, you know, something they couldn't do all game. And uh, and then they, that happens, and uh, that's actually what Royce Freeman said, too, is when he realized that this one was getting out of control. Yeah, you know, I think it was funny when you mentioned that uh, the Jeff Lockey drive to score the touchdown. Now, I was actually in the student section for that game, and – there were locky so funny to see like the the way this trajectory and how it just changed just suddenly um and now we have like you said we thought we were going to have a quarterback controversy but now we just have a huge question mark <laughs> next to the quarterback position um on monday vernon adams did talk he continues to say that his finger is not going to be an excuse but it's clear that something is going that 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 is holding him back scott frost said on monday as well that he couldn't get the steam on his ball now where are you guys sitting at the opinion right now? Are you thinking there's a huge concern at quarterback right now for the Ducks? Because, or are you thinking that they have a week with Colorado where it's maybe an inferior opponent to maybe Utah? What are you guys thinking right now? I think there's definitely a concern at the quarterback position. Um, Vernon Adams, the way he played against Utah, showed that he is not 100%. Um, I think a uh, big question afterwards for him a lot. Not uh, Helfrich was asked this in addition to Adams uh, if if his issues are more physical or mental, and nobody really seems to have a f- sure answer on that. But it it certainly seems like the index finger is a problem. And while Lockie did produce that excellent first scoring drive, uh, he made some very questionable decisions in the second half that makes me think at least that uh he he might not be the answer um obviously it's a young season there's still plenty of time to get get things figured out but but uh yeah it's been said i mean i don't i don't think the quarterback position has been this unsettled since you go back to the Dennis Dixon Brady Leaf splitting time and what, what was that like 2006 2007 so yeah, there's exactly. some questions to it, be it's answered. been a while it's been a while absolutely yeah I mean Vernon's not 100% Scott Frost said it at practice yesterday and he just isn't himself um, you can't overlook the fact that he has a broken finger and that's I mean the most important finger on the throwing hand uh, for his release he couldn't get the ball downfield um, Frost even said it was a disservice to put Adams on the field at less right. than his best so you wonder kind of why he started in the first place 
Um, but he is the new kid on the block. He's still trying to learn a new system, and he's dealing with this broken finger. Now you compound that problem with the fact that he's playing scared because he might be benched if he has a bad quarter or two. And Oregon just has a hot mess in the pocket now. <laughs> they don't know how to deal with it. No, yeah, I, it's it's and it, the craziest thing about when you put in all of this and Vernon Adams coming into this situation where he's just kind of he comes to a, an offense that he's only been in Eugene for what has it been more than a little more than six weeks maybe? Yeah, and yeah. and now he's being a signal caller. Now he's the quarterback of a team that is two and two that is usually considered a national championship contender every year. In the coaches' poll, they were ranked fifth. In the AP poll, they were ranked seventh to open the year. Now they're unranked. Now, are you are you guys at least from your – I mean, it's it's tough to make reactions especially, but they're unranked. They're 2-2. Two and two, They're playing Colorado. Are, are, do you think things could even snowball even more? In a negative way, you mean? Yes, correct. Um, tough to say. I, I think – I think there is somewhat of a general overreaction to a game like this. You know, I mean, losing by 40 points at home is never a good sign in any case. But Oregon still has many winnable games left, in my opinion, starting this week at Colorado. Uh, the fact that they're only favored by about a touchdown to to the Buffs, I, I don't see that being that close of a game. Um, and... The Pac-12 is improved this year, I would say. Um, you look at a team like Stanford, I still think Oregon could have a problem with them. Um, USC and Cal are, are toss-ups as well, just to name a few. Um, but it, it seems like some people almost are thinking right now that this team could maybe not even be bowl eligible, like struggle to get to six, seven yeah, wins. No, that's the craziest reaction. I, exactly. I don't see that. Yeah. I really don't see that. Um this team is still very talented, and I think when you look at years past when the quarterback position especially was this unsettled, um, they turned to their running game, and I, I think that's the next step. They have Royce Freeman um, backed up by Kanai Benoit and Tony Brooks-James, just to name a few, um, and I think when you have that kind of issue, you just got to lean on the running game Um to be a consistent force. So, but a whole nother question, of course, is the defense and where that goes. But um, I still think this can turn into a good season. Well, their next three games are going to tell the story. I think you have uh, Colorado, Washington State, and Washington. Those are three winnable games. Um, if they don't find answers against those teams, it's hard to imagine them finding the answers against Arizona State, Cal, Stanford, yeah, USC. Exactly. So the time to reclaim the season is now. Um, Scott Frost said that he thinks the team does have an established identity. They just need to play better at quarterback. So it starts there. Unfortunately for Vernon Adams, this is his one shot, and that's the downside of, of being a graduate transfer. Um, but you can't lose everything Oregon lost and still think that they could be as good as they were. Yeah, I know. That's the toughest part. And No, I, I really think, um, at least for me, from my vantage point, just watching this team this year is um, – when you have a unit, an offense that can move the ball so well as it did with Marcus Mariota the last three years, you need to have you need to have a reliable defense when your offense can't come up because you, your offense isn't going to score 45 points a game. And Oregon's secondary coming into the Utah game was giving over 300 yards passing a game. over Against Eastern Washington, they yielded 42 points. And now that's my biggest concern because you got a young group, and they're going against Colorado. Nelson Spruce, wide receiver there, 
had over 100 catches last year. He puts up video game numbers. Like, that guy is a huge threat. And I'm just, I'm just thinking right now, and I don't know what you guys are thinking, there's a lot of, like, just, you know, upset ability for teams with the way they've they've played before. If they can fix that, then I, I think Oregon can get back on track. And like you said, Kenny, you know, those three games, if they get back on track and win three games in a row, you have to imagine that the confidence gets better and that, you know, they find themselves. But that secondary, at least for me, is is the biggest point of concern and the reason why just a random team throughout these next 10 weeks could potentially beat them. I don't know if you guys agree. I absolutely agree. Um, talking to John Neal several weeks ago, and he's kind of maintained this, uh, they're still searching for their identity in the secondary, and they have not found it yet. Um you could see that definitely game one against Eastern Washington, uh, giving up three touch. I can't remember the exact numbers, but Cooper Cup's record-breaking day at Austin Stadium um, didn't get much better against Michigan State um, and Georgia State, Utah as well. Um, and also talking to Helfrich on this, um, his, his kind of his. Uh, rationale for shaking up the secondary was kind of to create some competition right. um, kind of maybe inject some life and kind of motivate these guys to, to start pushing each other better because right now um, there, there's not a whole lot to be optimistic about in the secondary um, and I think that was exposed at its most um, against Utah blown coverage after blown coverage um, and it's prompted Don Pelham to to basically say that we're probably going to have to go more vanilla now, more cover threes, just the most basic defensive schemes possible just to get the secondary back on track. I mean, there are 127 teams in the um, FBS, and Oregon is 110th in total defense. Scoring defense, they're giving up 40 points a game. They're 117th. Um, their tackling has been poor, their coverage has been poor, and they're not getting pressure on quarterbacks. And that is, I think, the lack of pressure is what is leaving the secondary hung out to dry. Um, you start two freshmen at corner, um, even your veterans, Reggie Daniels and Tyree Robinson, didn't step up. They missed assignments. And that's also part of the reason why Travis Wilson ran for 100 yards is missed assignments. Um, you had guys after the game like Rodney Hardrick and DeForest Buckner who said the young guys weren't necessarily pulling their weight, that they kind of think if as soon as you put on the Oregon uniform, you win games, but that's just not how it works. Uh, Oregon wins games with opportunistic defense. They're a shootout team. They're going to give up points. So it doesn't help when you have an offense that's struggling, but the secondary has been a problem in every game. Yeah, so... At least the re- the interpretation I'm getting from you guys is that you saw a rough game on Saturday, <laughs> to <laughs> say the least. Brutal. Yeah. <laughs> so so now now let's look at it because I mean I, it sounds like you guys are confident they can come back. So I want I want to score a prediction for this week against Colorado. Starting with you, Will. <laughs> um, I will say Oregon thirty five, Colorado twenty one. And you're hoping to get back on track as far as these Pac-12 picks. I don't oh, know. Yeah, I had, I had a rough exactly. week with like the Pac-12 we, we've been, picks. We, uh, us as a staff, at least for the the football writers, have started uh, picking the Pac-12 games. You, you should check out check them out this week. But Will Denner, 
He went two and three. <laughs> I was I was tallying the records this week. What, was I the lowest record you, on the list? You were the lowest. Oh, record. Man. You even, that, you even uh, lost to Steka, who picked Oregon State over oh, Stanford. Oh man, that that Arizona pick, or well, both Arizona, Arizona picks State, actually. Yeah. Arizona State. I don't, you know, I don't know why I picked Arizona State. Honestly, uh, just went against the grain there, and that did not work out for me. Speaking of Arizona State, actually, I I think that is one team the Ducks will not have a problem with. Um, yeah, you think their problems are just as big? I, I yeah. absolutely, yeah. I don't know how you feel about that. Well, I think um, I mean I think off Oregon's offense gets back on track this game, so they could put up forty-two. You know, I think they'll probably give up thirty-eight. But um, you know, as long as that's forty-two thirty-eight. Yeah. Okay. All right. Close. This is gonna be a close game. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. As wow. far as my my prediction, I I don't know if I have a score. I'll give one something like thirty-five twenty-seven because the way the offense moved, and you know, we talk about this running game, things like that. You still need to ha- you still need to have both threats, and they just it seemed like didn't have that against Utah, and I and I and getting back on track can be tough in some ways too. So I I. I I foresee a close game this week. So that about does it. How was it, guys? This is a nice little studio. It's a beautiful studio. <laughs> Great nice. first podcast <laughs> experience yeah, for the right? Emerald. Yeah, no, I, we're glad to get this back on track. Now, um, you will be able to actually access this hopefully by iTunes pretty soon, but you'll see this on dailyemerald.com. Make sure to pick up our game day issue on Thursday on newsstands now. Um, but please just keep on staying in the loop. Tweet us with any questions you have, and we'll keep this up. Um, next Thursday, we will have another football podcast. Hopefully, it's about a different topic, at least for, <laughs> at least when we're talking about Oregon. I mean, it can be an interesting topic if they lose. You know, never know. But thank you for listening. Thank you, Will. Thank you, Kenny. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Thanks for listening.